Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Alt Kings podcast. I'm your host, Tate, and today I have the honor of speaking with Barbarian Inc. and their founder, J-Mad. Barbarian Inc. is a digital collectibles company dedicated to the integrity, transparency, and trust as you build out an ecosystem of interconnected digital art collectibles for Hedera and the greater ecosystem as a whole. Amazing story, amazing intro. J-Man, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well. Thank you so much for having me on here and giving me an opportunity to speak a little bit about the project that I'm involved with. It's a very exciting project. I, I do have to say I really am a big fan of the art. I know that your artist is also, uh, I believe he's the creative director also. He, you know, he's just the in-house artist. So he is one of the founders. Gotcha. Sure. Um, so he is a, a key integral part of the company. He's been here from day one. Um, but his primary focus is just art creation. He's actually out of Venezuela. And so oh, wow. there's, yeah, yeah. And there's a little bit of a language barrier there. So uh, we would likely have him involved in, in much more. Um, but you know, we do our best with, with, um, discord and translator apps in terms of communicating and we have had him on some spaces but his story is actually um pretty interesting so that's that's his deal but yeah he's incredibly talented thank you for uh, the acknowledgement on the art i appreciate that of course so i'd love to get into you a little more so if you don't mind me asking who are you and what inspired the creation of this brand yeah totally so my name's justin bratt you know, I'm very open about who I am and, and where I'm from and, and kind of my journey into cryptocurrency and, and ultimately NFTs. But I'm actually out of the state of New Hampshire. I've been living here for the last six years. And I had a painting company that I owned and started and, and ran with four um, employees for many years. And... I had gotten involved in cryptocurrency in January of 2018, which was a very rough time to... You're a veteran. Yeah. Yeah. And it, thank you. It, and, and it was just a very rough, difficult time to get involved, to be honest. Like I was pretty yeah. unlucky with the timing. But weathering that storm of 2018, you know, that crash, it, it really thickened my skin. I learned a lot. You know, I lost money and that's an important experience to have, I feel. And if you can get that out of the way early on, all the better. So I actually, so, so following that, I got involved with NFTs probably around April of 2021 on Ethereum as a collector and investor. And I learned a lot during during that time in terms of what I did and did not like seeing founders doing with the, with the projects. And I ultimately, probably about you know a year ago, started you know halfway through 2022, started to to feel like. I might want to try my hand at, at, at starting something. You know, I had all this experience yeah. with my IRL company. You know, I, I'm, I'm comfortable managing people, working with others. 
um, dealing with people that I've never met from a hole in the wall, you know, with, with the painting company, I'm constantly going to, I was constantly going to clients' houses that I had never met before and, you know, um, dealing with them. And so I felt like I had built up a bit of a skill set that, that could potentially translate here. So around October of 2022, I formulated the white paper and the light paper for this project, Barbarian Inc. And the first person that I approached was Alexon, the artist out of Venezuela. I've known him for a few years now. He did some art for a project that I was heavily invested in um, on Ethereum. And he really liked my idea. And he produced some, some initial you know, art for me to take a look at and digest. And we decided to, to, to proceed. Fast forward to you know a couple weeks ago, and I have actually permanently closed the painting company and have gone full time on this project. That's wow. been yeah, yeah. It's a huge big move. It, big move, big move. I I did well enough during the last bull run with my investments. I I also am a uh, part time trader. And, and have found say that. consistent yeah. profitability the last couple of years specifically. Um, it's taken a long, that's been a, a whole separate, that's a story for another time. That's a whole nother journey. Um, <laughs> yeah, trading but, is definitely a longer story than anything else, I'd say. Yes, yes. So, you know, here I am, we have a team of four people now. You know, we've built up, we've got a community manager and a story and lore writer who's in-house. His name's Max. We've got a lead developer who's front and back end. Uh, his name is Nate. He is one of the founders. And then you've got me and you've got Elixon. So we've built up a bit of a, you know, a, a quite a lot. I mean, all things considering, you know, quite a large team on this thing. And uh, we're rocking it and we're jiving and gelling and sky's the limit now. Yeah, it's a great point. I think it's great to hear that you've already started your own, you know, IRL company in the past. And I really think that, you know, starting your own business in the real world <laughs> is very easily transferable to creating an NFT project. And, you know, all those skills that you've utilized and learned from that business that you started with the painting, it only helps you prolong this NFT project and help you <laughs> develop it out in so many more vast ways than somebody who's just freshly into NFTs trying to start their own collection and has no real business experience. So I think that's a great, you know, asset on your hands with, you know, experience and exposure to other markets that you can integrate within this NFT collection and the whole entire ecosystem that you're building out. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that I learned the most from the clients. Yeah. And yeah. Customer yeah. or is everything. Yeah, it's everything. It's, it's, it's so important that, you know, you're honest, you're transparent, you're real about who you are. And, um, you know, I was doing residential interior and exterior painting. And so I had the luxury of being able to kind of let my guard down and not necessarily have that more traditional rough around the edges, um, construction worker type of a vibe because I was dealing one-on-one -on -one client direct. Sure. Um, very, very infrequent for me to be dealing with a project manager or um, a contractor of sorts. We didn't do a lot of subcontracting. So being client direct and, and, uh, we were doing more higher end stuff. Um, it, it allowed me to really be myself 
and and keep it 100% with these people and let my guard down. And I think that people are craving that now. Yeah. In this web genuine... space, they're craving it. Yeah. It's a great point. Yeah. Genuine is key. You never, I know there's a lot of people out there who say, you know, fake it till you make it. I'm not a big fan of that sort of motto just because in reality, you're just putting on this other persona that isn't you. And once people realize who you actually are, it's going to change their whole entire outlook on, you know, who you are as an individual. And so always being genuine, always being honest and open about everything that goes on within yourself, as well as any business ventures that you take on. That's the best way to go in my eyes. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's more like be real until you make yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like true. Polar opposite. I, I couldn't yeah. agree more. So tell me a little more about this Genesis collection. I know you've already released a small batch of this collection. You've released, what is it, 750 so far or is it 500? I could be wrong on those numbers. So we've released 500 so far. Yeah. So this, gotcha. so this first collection is called the H Barbarians Community Founders Passes. Gotcha. And it's a 1,000 item total count PFP collection. And it's also, as the title suggests, a community founders pass. Yeah. So these are packed with utility, but they're also packed with a lot of trait variety centered on driving collectability. And I would definitely call the art AAA, which is incredibly unusual with a community founders pass collection. And I would say most people choose to not go that route. As far as a utility-focused collection like this usually goes, there are projects that have also focused on both art and utility when it comes to passes, but there's not many. So in terms of like the mint, how much are released, etc. So we've been doing what I would refer to as a rolling mint, in which we've decided to break the community founders passes up into three phases. Sure. So yeah, so we started with a mint on May 11th through the NFT or launch pad that was comprised of the first 500 of 1000 items in the collection. And then phase two of the mint is being comprised of another 250 of these. And that's actually going to be happening on June 15th. So seven days from now. Gotcha. And yep. then obviously there'll be a third and final phase of minting, which will be comprised of the last 250 items, probably not long after phase two is done. So we really I think one thing that I want to touch upon regarding that is we've really decided to go the route of trying to gamify these mints. And a lot of that inspiration, I'll explain a little bit more about that in a moment. A lot of that inspiration came from watching DPGC. I was about and, to say. Yep, yep. And how they've structured just everything top to bottom. Shout out to Will and the team over there for sure. So... What we're doing, so for example, phase two, we are introducing multiple new traits that were not present in phase one. We are not doing any more of some of the traits that were present in phase one. And we're going to do more of some of the other traits in phase one. And so what this effectively does is it causes a shift in rarity in the pieces from phase one and in the pieces from phase two. And so it, it, it basically, it keeps things exciting and fresh for the consumer. 
And that's been like a huge thing for us is we want to keep things fun. So that's what this, you know, supposed like Genesis collection is. Um, it's these community founders passes. So why do you call it a founders pass by chance? Because I, I, obviously we both know that there are a lot of, you know, quote unquote founders passes, you know, hovering around to Dara's ecosystem. And a lot of them are typically just like, you know, the same NFT here and there. But why are you necessarily calling yours a founders pass compared to just it being, say, the Genesis NFT collection of age barbarians? Yeah, absolutely. So this really is the keys to the to the NFT ecosystem that that we're creating. It's the keys sure. to the kingdom. And we're very, very committed to that to that narrative. So some of the utilities just touching upon a few um, all the H barbarians will be playable as the mortals race in this upcoming alternate reality game that we have, which is a text based choose your own adventure um, storyline game. And nice. yeah, this is a big deal in and of itself because not all races released in the upcoming mints will be playable as characters. So it's and it's going to be tough to figure out which is which. So having one of these H barbarians will provide an instant leg up for the players. Um, you know, another thing too is uh, we've got one whitelist that will be granted for each of the five alternate reality game NFT collections that are going to be being dropped in the future. And I mean, this is purely intended to just open the door to holders that choose to be a participant in the ARG game. And it's not the main selling point on these community founders passes at all. Uh, to be honest, a lot of people are going to want to purchase and hold these simply for the art um, yep. in terms of the passes. But, you know, we are hoping to just make it clear through our... Um, a chat. We're basically just trying to layer in as much utility as possible with these. You know, we... we um, so any any aspect that gives the holder a leg up, we're going to tap into. Like we did a free airdrop recently. Um, for uh, we did a a we dropped a collection that's curate that was curated by our artist Elixon, and we airdropped that to all the holders already. That happened on June first, and it consisted of ten separate pieces of art with a one hundred item count associated with each of these pieces. Um, we only did 500 of them for now, but another 250 will be dropped after Mint Phase 2, and another 250 will be dropped after Mint Phase 3. And, you know, it's things like this where it's like we're going to immediately deliver on you guys holding on to these. And, like, one thing that we've done, too, is we've gamified that situation where we came out and said, if you collect all 10 of these pieces of art from this airdrop collection, you're going to have an opportunity to submit proof of that on June 15th. And if you're one of the first 20 people to do so, you are going to get a like very, very limited edition spirit style community, each barbarian community founders pass. So nice. like, this is the type of, you know, um, this is why we called it a community founders pass. Like we really are going to be providing perks to the holders um you know another thing too one of the H so the way we're doing this this alternate reality game we're actually putting together a prize pool by taking 15 percent of each of the mints associated with the game and putting it into like a treasure chest 
And was it 15 or is it 20? I thought I saw something about 20%. It's 15%. Gotcha. And and one of these H Barbarian NFTs from the collection is going to be deemed an instant winner. So there's going to be 15 winners as well. So it's 15% of each mint. And then there's going to be 15 winners. The first 15 people to complete the ARG first will be deemed so. One of those is going to be chosen randomly from from holders of the H Barbarians Community Founders Pass. So you don't even sure. have to participate in everything. It's it's basically just like a fun little dice roll. Like these aren't major. Any one of these things on its <laughs> own isn't anything major or groundbreaking. But when you combine them all together, it starts to paint a clear picture of you know the fact that like we're very very committed to wherever we can putting a fun twist on whatever we're up to and tying it into the community founders passes we're going to do so so you know we're very transparent about what they do and what they offer you know yeah i know one thing that you are soon to be offering to uh the founders passes is the chance to be able to play in the egoverse game i saw that you guys just recently received your very own playable uh playable character and I actually was talking to Echelon, and he actually showed me around your storefront within their shopping mall. And I think that's great. The Egoverse is definitely providing some great, you know, benefits towards other HBAR projects that are interested in implementing themselves within their, uh, I guess it'd be a PV- PvP game. But yes. I think that's great to have that click, uh, that collaboration there. Yeah, that, I'm. I'm very impressed that you that you dug into that and 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 oh, yeah. uh, brought everywhere. that up. That's that's one of the other you know things where this is, and that wasn't even part of the plan. Like that was, <laughs> you know, that was something where okay, we have these CFPs. We decided to partner with the Egoverse, and we saw an opportunity to layer something in special. And genuinely yep. token gated just for the community founders pass holders, and we took that opportunity. So that Smart that one is, to take. yeah, it's the only collection that we will ever do that allows you access to that playable character in the first strike, first person shooter game by the Egoverse. Yep. So anything that we can do, you know, and we've really stressed this to our community is, you know, talk is cheap. Are you going to walk the walk? Are you actually yeah. going to seize every opportunity possible to provide Amen to that? Are you going to actually be transparent about what these community founders passes provide? You know, because I think that there's definitely some communities out there and some of them, it, it works very well for them. And it's part of their ethos and their culture is they shroud the passes in mystery. And you're not really quite sure what they will or will not do in the future. And I respect those collections and I respect that approach. We are choosing to take a different route. You know, as unproven builders, we've decided to really lean heavily into that narrative that everything's going to be built out in the sunlight. But yeah, the Egoverse is a great example of, you know, post-CFP creation continuing to to show that we are are committed to providing value wherever possible for this for this particular collection. That's great to hear. So I know that you have your very own storyline and lore behind this collection. It's called The Lost Ones. Let's dive into that a little bit. You mind telling me kind of just 
a baseline summary about this lore? Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of the, and I think too, if you're okay with it, I would actually love to run through like what this ARG alternate reality game is because all of this oh, lore... we'll, defi we'll definitely get to that. I just okay, love to cool. get a baseline of the storyline before we hop into this alternate reality game. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's like basically a sci-fi opera is what our writer refers to it as. His name's Max. Again, I know I mentioned that earlier. And it involves six different races that are, you know, spread across multiple universes. And they are all, they've all been drawn together on a, on a mission to try to figure out what an anomaly, an anomaly that has occurred in their, um, you know, grouping of universes, you know, w what, what this anomaly is and what exactly is going on. So things are very, as of right now, you know, we've got to prologue out the lore for the mortals race, which are the H barbarians. And we've got chapter one that we actually just released today. So I don't want to reveal yep. anything outside of the content that's already been released. But sure. th this this grouping of there's one individual from each of these races that's been brought together on this, basically this adventure. And th that's what this storyline, this this multiple storyline um, situation is going to deal with, is that adventure that they go on to figure out, you know, what is this anomaly? What's happening? What is this thing that's creating all of this chaos? And, you know, we're going to go from there. So you said five races. Does that mean there will be four additional collections besides the H Barbarians? Yeah, so there's actually, you know, I, now I may have been mistaken when I said that. So there, there are five races. I may have misspoken. There are five races in addition to the mortals. So there's six races total. Gotcha. So yes, there are going to be five more races released. Now, I actually um, have been releasing a little bit of, of sneak peek art surrounding that next race that's on the table. It's it's the Gaians race. It's basically like tree people is the best way to like really dumb it, out, dumb it down and sum it up like very sure. quickly. But um, they are the first of this next five, you know, races of characters that that are going to be being released oh, that's there incredible will be to hear. collections yeah total yeah the the next five races by the way are are um incredibly lower item count incredibly low. Gotcha. yeah so you're not you're not diluting the whole entire overall collection size too much which is very smart approach yes so let's dive into this alternate reality game if you don't mind me asking just giving everybody who'd be tuning into this, what is an alternate reality game and how will The Lost Ones act as an ARG? Yeah, totally. So a couple proof of concepts regarding ARGs that are you know out in the wild right now. One of them is the movie Bandersnatch, which is part of the yeah. Black Mirror horror story series that you can on find Netflix. on Netflix. Yes. Yep. And within this movie, the viewer is actually able to make decisions that influence the type of movie that they watch. 
So this is a type of an ARG, an alternate reality game. It's not augmented reality. Um, it's an older style of gameplay. Another proof of concept that I refer to almost every time that we talk about this, because it's really the one that gave birth to this, is the Goosebumps series. They came out with, this is a, a, a series of books from the 1990s that came out, and a, and a portion of these were were called choose your own scare and they were yeah they were they were books where as the reader you would have choices to make so you'd get to a point and it would say turn to page 65 if you want to keep walking straight down this alleyway or turn to page 42 if you want to take a right and go through this doorway that 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 you found and based on those decisions as the reader that you're making, it would influence the type of storyline experience that, that you're having. So these are the proof of concepts that, that we've grabbed onto while developing this like, you know, base concept for what we're trying to do. The twist Excellent. here, yeah, the twist here is that we've actually layered NFTs into the situation. We're doing more of what Goosebumps did. Um, and there are other books as well that that are ARGs where you can make choices within those books. Goosebumps is the one that had um, the impact on me. But speaking about this in spaces with others in the community, there's several other books that have done this as well. But what we've done is we've layered in five different NFT collections to this situation. And these five collections, along with the storyline, are actually going to be what build upon one another. So that's the route that we've taken. I mean, we can, if you want, I can explain a little bit about how that works. That I'd makes... love for you to explain a little more about the current uh, alternate reality games that you have already provided to the space within your own ecosystem. I believe there's already one mission out, correct? Yes. Yeah. So we actually, that just actually went live today. Nice. So yes, as of right now, there's a universal chapter one. So as I stated before, all of these H barbarians are playable as the mortals race. They're all playable. That's not the case with the other five races that are coming out. There's actually going to be um, scavenger hunt type word games um, and uh, math games, et cetera, et cetera, that are going to be released in conjunction with these other races where you're going to have to solve those in order to figure out which portions of each race are playable. But in terms of the H barbarians, they were actually just granted access to the uh, Universal Chapter 1. So they're able to go onto our website, barbarianinc.club, plug in their, their NFT wallet, and pull up there. They have to be holders of, of one of these CFPs. Pull up their holdings, pick one of the characters that they want to play with, and they are given access to this Universal Chapter 1, which really sets the, the, the scene for what's going on you know, with the story. So cool. that's that's where we've gotten to thus far, because one thing here is the way that this game, it, it, it rolls out with the collections. So when the Gaians get released, they're going to actually get released, as I said before, with two to three puzzles 
that people are going to have to solve in, in, term, in order to deduce which of them are playable. So like that's the gameplay. It's like as each of these collections come out, puzzles are released with them in conjunction with them where people need to do problem solving and work together to find the answers to release the next portion of the storyline. So that's where we're at right now. You know, we're kind of, we're, we, we, we don't want to just dump all of these collections onto the community all at once. Um, it's a smart strategy. It, 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 yeah, it's the rolling mint type of an idea. Now there's, there's some collections where the entirety of the collection will be released at once. And then there's other collections where the gamification makes more sense to release them in portions. So, but that is where we're at now. So this is our first, we don't have any other, we don't have any other ARGs going on at this time. This is just start getting started. What I really like about the ARG concept is it's really, there's no limits to the possibilities that come with ARGs. You know, you have unlimited potential. You can take the storyline, whatever way you want. And the storyline can be simply endless. Like it never has to end if you don't want it to. And I think that's a really smart approach because that's going to hopefully retain people's attention for longer periods of time and, you know, attract new users to be interested within this ARG game. Yeah, we're really excited for that moment where everybody's talking in Discord and they're like, wait a second, you're you're having those experiences in your story? I'm reading a yeah. completely different story. That's amazing. Like, there's many, yeah, the, the workload on this is um, has been immense. There are, yeah, I don't what to say. It's probably a lot to be able to, you know, branch all these different storylines out in the way that they have to be. And, you know, yes. script up the storylines, create the stories, uh, brainstorm new ideas. There's a lot that goes into creating a story that can go like 700,000 different ways if necessary. And so I'm curious to know, how are you executing that? What is the most sustainable way of you, you know, being the most efficient at creating this ARG? Yes. So one thing I will say is we've limited the number of pathways that can occur. Okay. okay. We've, we've had to, you know, there's a lot of them. Yeah, but we had to throttle it to some extent. Um, so there's going to be a universal chapter one one, which is out right now for the mortals. There's also going to be a universal chapter one two that comes out as well. But then for chapter two, that is specific to each of the six races. Okay, and what we've done sure. is we've created a mind map behind closed doors on the back end. So that we know what needs to be written for each of these races, okay? So now you're all, there's six different, you know, unique chapters that have been released for chapter two. For chapter three, there's two possible routes specific to each race's chapter two. So now we're up to 12 different, you know, um, storyline experiences for chapter three. Sure. For chapter four, there's going to be one chapter connected to each of these two unique paths from chapter three. So again, you've got 12 different experiences that you can have. And then at the end, each race is going to experience its own ending. Nice. So there's a lot of pathways for sure. 
you're definitely going to have to like step back as a collector and be like, I really like the look of that race. I want to know the storyline experience behind that guy or that girl, you know, and you will know that you're going to have a unique experience. There's actually multiple experiences within that race that you can have. But that's how we've kind of um, chosen to make this even possible is by somewhat limiting the situation. And, and that's the smart it, approach. Yeah, we want to keep it, it realistic. Yeah, that's that's very true. So I've seen some things scoping out your website and some of the, the other white papers and light papers that you have. I see that you're potentially looking for venture capitalist funding or VC funding. What approach are you going to uh, really look at for, you know, talking to these VC companies and trying to have them invest back into Barbarian Inc.? Yeah, so this is actually where that transparency comes into play. So I'm actually not sure where you saw it, but you're not wrong, except it is something that I haven't talked publicly about. There was sure. one space where I mentioned it. Um you know, with a small group of people that I was familiar with, but we're very open and transparent. And so the question is asked and there is an answer present, it will be given. So we were actually in longstanding talks with Headstarter when we first, yes, when we first um, began, you know, formulating this idea and this project back in October of 2022. We were in talks with them for about three to four months we were not able to make that situation work out, but we developed a very strong and and positive relationship with um, the founder over there, Tudor. And we have, I, I actually recently reached out to him. Um, I circled back, you know, and was like, look, look, this is what we've done. This is what we've built. This is, you know, what our secondary market looks like, which is done, you know, these are done great on secondary. And, you know, is there something that, that we can sort out here and, and, and figure out, like, can you help us take this to the next level? And, you know, his response, he had some questions, but his response was really, um, you know, I need a stronger long-term vision and game plan from you guys in terms of where you plan on going with this post-ARG post alternate reality game you know we've got this great short and medium term game plan that you and i have just discussed and gone over and looked at right but beyond that what's what's the plan and and he felt that there wasn't enough clarity from from the team on that so i said you know hopefully we'll talk again soon and i'll bring this to the team and we'll circle back so we've actually been discussing this a lot internally over the last few weeks specifically. And one idea that we've come up with is turning Barbarian Inc. into an art house of sorts. And so what I mean by that is post-ARG and and maybe a few times during the ARG, we'll take on an IRL artist and we will digitize some of their pieces of work and we will offer very, very limited quantity mints on the artist's behalf and we'll take care of everything for them. And, you know, one thing that we've looked at too 
is taking a large portion, obviously a large portion of the income from that should go to the artist, and it will. Of course. But um, at bare minimum, 50% of the mints and 50% of the royalties in perpetuity. Um, bare minimum. That's like the starting number where we're at for what the artist should get from this. But then we've actually been thinking about allocating up to 40% of the mint to CFP holders, community founders pass holders, divvy nice. amongst them, you know, equally. So in regards to the VCs, long story short, we're basically getting our stuff together regarding long-term vision and what Barbarian could and should look like two years from now, three years from now. And, you know, we're going to circle back and, and reapproach and go from there. Yeah. I know a lot of VCs want to see at least a three to five year plan, sometimes even longer, like 10 to 20 years, just because they want to make sure that they're, whatever they invest into you is, you know, secure and isn't going anywhere. And you have some sort of step-by-step -step plan that will get you to the goals that you see, you know, being able to pay them back plus more, of course. Of course. But, you know, it's VC funding is definitely an interesting route for this space. You definitely need to be well-established, well-versed, and you have to have multiple sources of revenue coming in right. if you're ever going to try to approach VC funding. That's just from my two cents, of course. Absolutely. I think that obviously maybe one secure, very sustainable, efficient source could really attract a lot of VC funding's like venture capitalist eyes. But overall, it's going to be hard with a lot of these Web3 you know, NFT projects who maybe only have a couple thousand followers here and there that support them truly. But it, it, it's going to take a lot of work to ever consider that. But I'm not putting it past you, of course. it's Anything's possible in my eyes. Absolutely. You know, I think that the great obsession that, that we have developed, especially over the last couple of months, is <laughs> the people that have chosen to really invest in us and 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 not just invest in us but but actively invest in us and what i mean by that is they're retweeting our posts they're commenting on things they're getting the word out there they're showing up in spaces and talking yep. about our project we so whatever we do whatever it is that we end up deciding to do it will be only because we truly believe it is in the best interest of our holders that's it's just the way at this point and to be honest with you it makes me feel good inside yeah like on a deeper level yeah on a deeper level it really makes me feel good about who i am to really be thinking about others first so you know whatever it is we do if if you know if we ever get to the point where we're talking you know formal like formal offer so to speak from like a vc it's really gotta make sense for the community yeah you know the barbarian community yeah i mean they've invested into you therefore you should invest into them of course if you didn't at least you'd, in a way kind of be selfish absolutely i agree and they're the lifeblood i mean this is some of the stuff that i've learned you know, yeah. on Ethereum. It's community, it's like, I, I mean, at the end of the day, it's community funded. It's not like you're funding to buy out the whole entire collection. The hun uh, hundreds of people have invested their very own hard-earned money into your collection, and they want to see, yeah. you know, regardless of it being a potential ROI, 
Uh, they want to see just development. They want to see something being built that they can interact with, engage with, and support. That's all they, they come here to do in the majority of cases. Obviously, some people want to see that ROI, but a lot of people in Hedera specifically, I know, are just community supporters. They want to see yeah. builders growing and developing something new for the space that will hopefully bring exposure back to them. And overall, it's a win-win for both parties. I agree. And and I don't even have a problem, nor nor do I think that you said anything along these lines. I'm just stating it for me. Like, I don't even have a problem with the people in it for the ROI. Yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with that at all. But no. it just gets to the point where, say, the floor price not uh, might not be exactly where they want it to be. And then some conflict of interest starts to stir up. And then they start to say, well, where's X, Y, and Z? When in reality, X, Y, and Z is going to come maybe three, four, five, six months from now. Yes. And they just don't have the patience to wait it out. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And you're also correct to state that there's less of that going on on Hedera. Yeah. I yep. do concur with you on that. My but last question for you, J-Man. I just want to say before I ask this question, uh, thank you for taking the time today, of course. But I heard you're going to HederaCon. What can we expect to see from Barbarian Inc. at this event? Maybe a booth? a feature on a speaker panel, or maybe an exclusive event for holders only? Yes, I, so it's either going to be a booth or it's going to be me there interacting with and getting the word out as much as possible on a more grassroots level. You know, the booth is pretty grassroots, you know. Yeah, I definitely. For sure. Personalized. You can do whatever with, uh, with it. I talked to Elizabeth, actually, that podcast will be coming out sooner rather than later, but it was just an overall aspect of HederaCon. And yeah, she was basically saying, you'll get a booth and you can do whatever the hell you want with it. And it'll be really cool to see what people come up with. Yeah, I had a great conversation with Elizabeth a few months back because I just wanted to pick her brain and get a better yep. feel for, yeah, the, the, the and the fact that, it, that she was even accessible to me. And this was when I was even less well-known and I'm like still pretty, like, I mean, we're doing well. We're very happy with, with, but, you know, we're still small fish right now for the most part. You know, we're holding our own. But for her to make herself accessible to me um, like that on a personal cell phone number was was really incredible. I will say that. But anywho, yeah, you're going to see, you know, um, at the most a boost. And at the least, you're going to see me, you know, out there getting my name out, interacting with people, shilling, not shilling um, but, you know, letting, letting Barbarian Inc. come up organically in conversation, which is something that I've been doing a lot of in spaces. I do a lot, a lot of Twitter spaces. I probably do about two hours to five hours of Twitter spaces a day. Just That's being, insane. Just, I it's I had that wild. Time. I know. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's the, um, it's, it's the sign of the times for me with being, it, this, I'm literally full time on this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, in a way, it's wild. kind of a risky approach, but it doesn't seem as if, you know, the risk, uh, the, the risk proposition isn't too harsh for you to sustain. It seems as if you have various other sources of income that can yeah. really sustain, pay the bills yeah. and allow you more time to focus on your vision, your goals and your dreams. Yeah, I do. We, you know, I, I, uh. I have an investment property. I have my own home, and I also have an investment property that I own outright. Um, in addition nice. to that, that's a two-family home that really helps. And um, you know, I do you know make money here and there from the 
trading and, and uh, you know, I had some money saved. And so I have a bit of a runway. You are correct. I do have yep. a bit of a runway and I'm grateful. I'm grateful that, that this is not the situation that I was in even eight years ago, you know, five to eight years ago. Very different. And I'm 36 now. And so even in my late 20s, I was in a very different. Um, but I do think it's a, and I bring that up. I bring that up because I think it's important for investors to hear that. Yeah, that there is a runway there. This isn't some like reckless, impulsive. I'm going to go LARP as a full time Web3. And that and that it's real. You know, I think it's it's the only reason I did not bring that up to to brag or anything like that. I think it's important for people to know who I am. Like for real. Truly. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. the more they know about you, the more they'll support you at the end of the day. They're not just going to go out and support somebody like gg.hbar anymore just because they didn't know who the hell that guy was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had to call him out because he's the totally. name of the space that everybody hates now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, anyway, we're leaning yeah. heavy into that. Like, this is who I am. I mean, I'm sure you've noticed on my personal Twitter, I'm like, you know, posting pictures of my dogs. I'm posting pictures of my husband, of my, of my life. You know, I'm letting people in. And, you know, we, we registered. We chose to go the route of establishing ourselves as an LLC. Um, you it's know, the only right way, especially if you're based out of the United States at this moment in time. Mm. I agree. I agree. And what does that ultimately do? It protects the holders. Protects holders, protects your personal assets, and protects overall everything, you know, all aspects of the project overall. Yeah, we've got, and did I mention too, I I don't know if I mentioned this, we've got a lawyer that's on the payroll that is there and ready at at any time we need for an NDA to be whipped up or any of that. You know, we've got contracts between me and all of the other founders Everything is locked down tight. And this lawyer, he's been practicing law for 15 years. Like this isn't, you know, this isn't some, you know, just random, you know, lawyer. I mean, he's he's real deal. He's legit. And, you know, everything is just airtight. You know, we've really just made sure that that because, yes, you're totally right. It protects my personal assets and all of the founders personal assets. But it protects the community because if somebody yep. comes after us, you know, you see, um, what is it, um, Board Ape Yacht Club? You see Yuga Labs getting sued left and right, and not it, even them. Now we're seeing, you know, the the biggest dogs of them all, Coinbase, the Binance, Binance. Now they're getting approached by the SEC. Yeah, and that alone just shifts the whole entire paradigm within the space <laughs> and how things are, you know supposed to evolve is kind of just crumbling apart in a way until we of course bring this to the courts leave the sec out of it and then it's the courts who decide how this yeah. pans out yeah it'll be very interesting to see how yep. those two situations play out uh, i'm i'm hopeful but it's concerning absolutely but at the end of the day yeah that's out of our hands out of our control and we can only do what we have capabilities of doing Agreed. but on that note, Jay, man, I just want to say thank you for taking the time once again to join me on the All Kings podcast. If there's any closing thoughts that you would like to say about Barbarian Inc., now would be the time to do so. But thank you again for this opportunity to speak with you. 
Yeah, absolutely. No, I think I just want to thank you again for this. I I, t- I, I took this particular opportunity um, very seriously. I, I'm honored to have been um, a guest on your show. And I believe in what you're doing. I believe thank you. in... Yeah, yeah. And I just wanted to just really take this opportunity to just thank you one more time for your time and and this opportunity for barbarianing thank you of course and ladies and gentlemen with that being said this has been the alt kings podcast and if you haven't already done so please like comment and subscribe what you think about this podcast but i will see you all next episode peace